1: Get ready for Crack the Customer Code, your audio guidebook for creating incredible customer journeys.
2: Jeannie, do you think that our personal relationship is essential to the
1: operational
2: execution of this podcast? <laughs>
0: um, I think our personal relationship sometimes is a hindrance <laughs> to what? the operational effectiveness. Oh gosh.
2: Or no of course I kid. Today would be so upset with you.
0: I kid, I kid. Of course. It's it's something that helps us. It moves us along in the right direction. It helps us collaborate and work together. It's it's important.
2: Is that it's better. Important. Yes. <laughs> That's very <laughs> very nice Janie. Nice save. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, I think it's it's a really interesting um idea to to explore. How much of ourselves should we bring to our kind of professional experiences? How much of our outside of work self needs to be part of our professional self? Not just because it's, you know, our whole selves and what our experience is, but it also helps the relationship that we have with customers, clients, colleagues, et cetera, et cetera. And I think we've, we explore that in a really interesting way with the discussion today.
2: Yeah, for sure. John's got some great ideas about what it means, I mean, um, you know, to sort of go beyond business as a business, I don't want to say strategy, but as a part of business, right? Mm -hmm. As a uh, way to deepen relationships and to uh, find differentiation.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And we we had a lot of fun too, let's say that. (laughs) So I think that everybody's going to enjoy this interview as well. So let's jump in. John Garrett, thought provoker, catalyst for culture change, and author, is on a mission to create better workplaces by asking his audience, what's your and? His research shows when leaders foster working environments that grant individuals permission to be unique amongst their peers, the organization achieves better business outcomes. He's a recovering CPA-turned-Emmy-nominated comedy writer-turned-culture consultant, and <laughs> uh, and he encourages teams to share their hobbies and passions at work because they com- comprise the very heart of their organization's culture and attract some great clients along the way. His new book, What's Your And? Unlock the Person Within the Professional, which has a foreword by Lou Holtz, by the way, is out now. Hey, John Garrett. We are thrilled that you're here with us today. Thanks for joining us.
1: Oh, it's a blast. Thank you guys so much for having me back. It's always fun to hang out with you guys. Yeah, and welcome back. You're a
2: two-peter now, so congratulations.
1: <laughs> and you know, what's interesting is that
2: you know, when we talk about business nowadays, it, business has gotten, to me, You know, coming up when I did, it seems it's like it's a lot more personal now. There's a lot more opportunity for personal relationships. So how do you create connections with clients, colleagues, business partners, you know, beyond just the scope of the work that's being done together?
1: yeah well I mean, I think it's it's absolutely crucial that you do um because when it comes to service providers uh there's a lot of them out there that are also all good um so hanging your hat on your technical expertise or how good you are at something, it's like well, the last person I just talked to said the same thing, you know so <laughs> so how are you different um you're 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 better than them, and then the next person's better than you like how is this gonna work um and so it's it's just. Uh, not being afraid to be a little bit vulnerable, actually create those connections on something other than the work itself, um, and uh, and then you have a, an expertise or a, a niche, if you will, that you could actually get into um, that is based on those outside of work hobbies, passions, interests. Uh, I talked to somebody just recently. uh, They do a lot of bookkeeping and uh, tax work. And uh, the client was just a real curmudgeon and just really (laughs) just a jerk. And uh, she has horses, a horse farm. And so uh, it came up that, uh, you know, hey, I've got to I got to go help my horses. I'll be right back. And he also has horses. Now, all of a sudden, he's the nicest guy on the planet. And, you know, all (laughs) that. And and, you know, another tax person comes along. Sure, they can do your taxes. But, uh, you know, do they also have horses? Can we have a normal conversation like regular people do? You know, that (laughs) sort of a
2: thing. Horses are the basis for that. Well, I mean, sometimes it is, you know, uh, like yeah. uh, for me, up, right? um, but you know,
1: yeah. but for some people it is. And, and, and even if I don't have horses, I'm still interested because I'm like, Oh right. wow. You know, like tell me about the horses, you know, it's not, tell me about the tax work. Like no one leads a conversation <laughs> with that you know, unless you do taxes. That's usually the case, you know, and, and it's, right. we just rely on that technical expertise so much and it, it only, it just gets you to the table. It was just really sad because you spent a lot of time, and energy uh, getting that degree and those certifications, uh, you know, whatever your, your career is, um, you know, that, yeah. that that just gets you to the table like everybody else.
0: Well, and I think one of the things that um, has been happening in many industries, and I'm curious what you think about this with professional services and accounting and all of that is that some of these skills are kind of becoming a commodity. And I, it oh, yeah. pains me to say that, but it's true, right? Because, Yeah, you could hire somebody to do your taxes, but you could also do it on, you know, uh, TurboTax. I almost said FastTax, and I was like, that doesn't sound right.
1: I just got the domain, so it's a new one. and
0: uh... (laughs) We're launching it right now.
1: (laughs) Exactly. It is FastTax.net. Okay, here we go. Um, <laughs> no, but it's it's so true. I mean, it, you know, and, and when it comes to being an attorney, when it comes to being an engineer, uh, when it comes to being a banker, insurance, mm-hmm. uh, you know, white collar nerds of all kinds. Um, <laughs> and I say that affectionately, because I am and was one, um, you know, that, that, you know, that's, that's not the differentiator. Uh, mm-hmm. Unless you, Vented something which it didn't um <laughs> and, and, you know, no one no one that doesn't make you stand out um right you know because yeah, you know, hey, we need some help designing this bridge. well, you know the next person is also good and has uh you know AutoCAd to draw it and the engineering t- expertise and you know computers the same they they all use the same computer programs for the most part too um, right you know so that's that's not your differentiator anymore and, well, uh, and I,
0: yeah. sorry. No, that's it. I I was just going to (laughs) say, you know, you mentioned the white collar thing, but um, just recently we had a bunch of people in the house doing different work. We had a plumber, we had an HVAC guy, we had somebody measuring windows. You know, we're trying to check a bunch of things off the list, and I was commenting how the blind guy, the I mean the (laughs) the guy who was measuring, I was like, wow,
1: he is really good. (laughs)
0: For the blinds. There you go. He, <laughs> he was really engaging, like because you know, yeah. you're kind of hanging out too. Right. You're like, hey, I here's the step stool, here's this, right? And right. um he was he was commenting on uh we have a an old table that my kids used to play with that with their trains and stuff and he's like that's really cool that looks handmade who made that for them we had this whole conversation yeah and when he left i felt like oh that guy's really good and he even said you can request me to install and when he said that i was like aha i i now have this relationship with him and i am totally going to choose him again and then my husband was saying the exact opposite about the hvac guy Because he came across as kind of a know-it-all and like, you know, was not engaging, was not kind of chuckling at the awkward small talk jokes, you know, right, right. (laughs) like none of that was happening. And he even said when he left, he said, I've got to make sure that when I call that service again, they don't send that guy. And so it's, it's all about those relationships. It's all about, they, they both kind of achieved the goals that we asked them to do. Oh yeah, yeah but right. very different.
2: Um, it's, it's, you got to admit right now, Jeannie, it's a little exciting because if you have those awkward conversations, you're like, you know, I really do need to stay six feet apart from you. Just, just, just <laughs> tell me when you're done. Right.
0: That's, right? True. that's, true. that's true.
1: And maybe it's Ultimate. possible that Jeannie, you're just funnier than your husband. I mean, maybe well, that's I mean,
0: the moral of the I'm story. not going to say <laughs> it. You said it. I'm not going to say it. <laughs> no, I'm
1: leaving that one. <laughs> but it's so true. I mean, you know, anyone could come in and do the HVAC uh, work or come in and measure to, and possibly install your blinds. Um, mm-hmm. But, um, but, you know, who's the one that you actually have a connection with? And the connection is above and beyond the work. Uh, that's mm-hmm. a two-dimensional, very surface-level relationship. Uh, if you can go below that, um, you know, hobbies and passions and outside-of-work interests are the simplest, easiest thing. If you, if you would have met one of those guys out at, a, at one of your friend's backyard barbecues, uh, you would not talk about HVAC you would talk about baseball oh, you know. or other things. Well, all right, maybe so, maybe so. You got some really good HVAC jokes uh, ready to go. Um, boy, this thing sucks. Okay. So anyway, um, but I... no, it blows. There we go. Um, no, but, uh, but no, but it's just, you know, those relationships are built on something above and beyond, you know, just the work that's being done. Well, let's, you know, cause we're talking about differentiation
2: and that obviously that's, uh, Important. So, so much, so much is being commoditized as we've discussed. So the question I would have for you is when you look at it by industry, because I feel like, you know, the person who does my yard, like if they just communicate well, even before they even get to like where we're talking about, you know, football or whatever, they're already differentiated in that industry. Right, And as we, we move into different industries where the level of service is higher, where there's more interaction, it seems like the bar is raised. So when you're talking about this differentiation and this idea, how, how do you sort of view that, you know, from a category perspective?
1: Yeah, I mean, it's, it's absolutely necessary. And it's something that, um, you know, it's on the service provider, I think, to lead that conversation. Um, and, and so, you know, certainly, uh, there are some services, you know, like you brought up, you know, like yard work and things like that, that's lower dollars, lower expectations, uh, lower interaction, but then you get up to the higher dollar amounts where it's like, wow, you know, like I'm spending a lot of money for this. Um, it should be a pleasant experience. Um, and that pleasant experience is above and beyond. You did it right. Uh, you did it right. Is the, <laughs> is the basic, I mean, that's like, that's the lowest bar there is. And so for you to come in and be like, well, I'm going to do it right. Well, so is everyone like you were, you, who's doing it wrong? Like, what are you talking about right now? Like, I thought that was understood. Like, you know, like what the hell? And, you know, but that's what I hear when people come in and they're like, well, you know, I'm the best at doing whatever. Well, yeah. I mean, of course you are. Cause you have a job. I mean, you know, like <laughs> the next person is also the best. I mean, like, and who defines the best? I mean, you know, who's best for Jeannie is not the best for Adam, uh, you know, or the best for me, you know? So it's like, you know, there's, that's a game of musical chairs where there's an infinite number of players and one chair. And that is the dumbest game I've ever heard of in my life. (laughs) And yet that's what all professionals are playing every single day. Well, how much you know? As I was listening to you speak, how much does trust come into this?
2: And when oh, I'm thinking, you're thinking about right because it's it's about establishing rapport, establishing relationships. And one of the things we got very lucky when we moved to this town. We just found after well, I shouldn't say lucky because it took us a few tries, but we found this incredible dental practice. And the thing about every one of the dentists here, we don't even care who we get. They they always have like a a story or they're asking about your whatever. They remember something, right? They take that two or three minutes before they stick a piece of metal in your mouth. Right. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Some rapport and some relationships. So maybe uh, talk about that side of it.
1: Yeah, no, I mean, it's absolutely crucial. Um, and, And the trust comes uh, you know, from you showing a little bit of vulnerability, a little bit of genuine interest in the other people, um, you know, type of a thing. And and it just shows that you care. Like I listened to you last time, you're back for me to gouge you in the mouth again. And, you know, uh, you know, hey, how's that? You know, how's the marathons going? Or, you know, how's that tree house or that you were building, or you know, how's you know, your whatever that Netflix show that you're binge watching, you know whatever it is, um, you know it's just asking people about their interests and then sharing a little bit of yours is, is is important too. That reciprocity is is pretty key. and And there was a study that was done uh, by two. They won the uh, Nobel Prize, so I guess they know what they're talking about. And um, <laughs> and they that that phrase of people buy from people they know, like and trust. Um, they actually did the study and found that trust is uh is is huge in that. Even if if they know and like you and trust you, uh, they will buy from you. Even if they know that your product is inferior and it costs more, wow. they will still buy from you. And yet, what is our education? All technical skills. What is our mm-hmm. continuing education? All technical skills. How are people promoted? Technical skills. How are people bonus technical skills? You know, and yet this, this know, like, and trust is not something that is being encouraged or fostered. In in the workplace, and it and it's the number one thing. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, you would rather buy from somebody that you know, and you you know what it is, and you know what you are going to get, than take the risk of maybe it's better, and it probably is, but you know what, I'll pay a little bit more for the thing that I know and I mm-hmm. trust them. You know that sort of a thing, and, and that's, so that's key. I think,
0: I think what what you bring to kind of that professional services industry is really interesting because i don't think people think like wow i cannot wait to hang out with my accountant like oh woo, totally right right yeah no <laughs> um and so why do you think like i think this conversation in professional services is so critical because it's it's expensive right these are expensive investments yeah. sometimes this means spending a lot of time with clients sometimes it means kind of you know being being uh, phone call away, very often, or right. things like that. So, what do you recommend to people who are thinking like, "Yeah, but I'm just a whatever. I'm just a lawyer. I'm just a consultant. They don't want that from me. They don't want the to know the real me." Or, I don't. I don't think that I should kind of step outside of that box. How do you encourage people to? shift that mindset in those industries?
1: Yeah. I mean, first of all, that person is 100% wrong. I mean, it's mm-hmm. not even like a little bit right. You're 100% <laughs> wrong. And and I will fight you on that. I mean, you know, it's just, it's if, if you show a little bit of personality, think of the clients and the customers that you have, that you have that personal relationship with, and then think about the ones that you don't. And then in and then, and, and the ones that you have that personal relationship with, that relationship is so sticky that even if another service provider tried to poach them, it's not going to happen. And, mm-hmm. and, you know, like the, the horse farm example that I said earlier, another bookkeeper tax accountant could come along. Yeah, they're going to do the taxes right, but I don't want to work with them because I have mm-hmm. this other relationship. And, and so, you know, it's just sharing a little bit. Uh, maybe it's in your email signature line it's adding a little thing. Uh, there's a company called Gusto. They're a payroll company. And and they're really clever about it where they put, uh, you know, like John does comedy with Gusto, um, which is, I think, kind of clever. Um, but, yeah, but then, you know, people are actually those signature blocks, which none of us read. Um, when I get an email from someone from Gusto, I actually read it because I'm like, wow, like, what is it? And, I've, and from interviewing people there, they the coworkers are learning about each other and they're kind of fascinated by that as well and and it's it's that that uh oxytocin norepinephrine in your brain uh type of stuff that creates those those psychological connections with people and uh and it's really crucial that you do it um because i mean if you don't someone else is and then you're just going to lose customers so i mean it's that easy that's cracking the code right there adam and Ooh,
2: wow. you Just did it I
1: mean-
2: <laughs> you just cracked the code <laughs>
0: We did it, everybody! Thank you for being here.
1: It's done. Thank you. I don't know what I think. Broke I broke your podcast. About. I'm sorry, <laughs> <laughs> and we're out. <laughs>
2: <laughs> but, you know, one of the things that's interesting about what you just said is, you know. <sighs> When you think about retention, you know, sort of bringing it back to the business term, since you have humanized it, let me dehumanize it for a second.
1: Um, <laughs> That's where but, Adam you know, comes in, right there, right <laughs> on cue.
2: <laughs> this is my role. <laughs> my wife has referred to me as Sheldon from The Big Bang Theory, and she did not mean this compliment. <laughs>
0: It's no comments. No comments.
2: Yeah, I know. Uh, uh, but seriously, you know, one of the things about that rapport, that relationship, having that human connection, is um the ability for our clients to forgive us as well. It's not no, yeah. just right. I mean, who do we forgive? Who do we give people? Who do we give a second chance to? Right, yeah. people we care about, we like.
1: Yeah. No, that's such an excellent point, and and it also goes into uh, someone that I interviewed, Jason Hasty. He has a consulting firm in Calgary, and he's also a country music singer songwriter. Uh, he actually had a top fifty hit, like on country music, like he's on the radio, um, and which is fantastic. And in talking to him, he said, you know, the, the problem is, is that from getting all of this education and and all of this that that we build ourselves up to be like we're supposed to be perfect. And, and we're not because we're human. And so uh, the, the more that you can remember that you're human and the people around you are human, and then your clients and customers are also human, um, uh, that you can, you can forgive yourself uh, for not being perfect because you're, you're basically teeing yourself up for failure. Um, because you're not gonna be perfect all the time. I mean, unless your name's John Garrett, then you're gonna be out, up a creek. I mean, like really, I'm sorry. But you yeah, know, yeah. No. Right. but even exactly. then I'm 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 way not perfect. And and you know, but if you give yourself some forgiveness for that and and also, yeah, for the service providers and then the the customers and clients that you have, uh, you know, it's just it just makes for a better world in general.
0: Here, here. What a great way to wrap this up and I'm sure all of our listeners now want to connect with and learn from the perfect John Garrett. <laughs> <laughs> so what are the best ways for them to reach out to you and learn from you? Yeah, it is
1: not fasttax.net. Um, it is not that. <laughs> um, yeah. yeah, so I, I made it idiot-proof for everybody. It's just whatsyourand.com. Um, everything's there. I've got you know the podcast, Interviewing Professionals. I've got my book, uh, that came out uh, today, so that's super Yay. awesome. And uh, yeah, so it's just uh, it's just a cool thing. Got some music video parodies as well, in case you needed a little bit of a laugh. Um, nice. So, yeah,
0: yeah, they're great. <laughs> awesome. They're great. I highly recommend those. So, thank you so much for being here again. We we love having you as a repeat guest. So, thanks for joining us, John.
1: No, thank you both. This was really really fun. I appreciate it, John.
0: Well, you know, I had a couple HVAC jokes lined up, but. Uh... <laughs> I think mean, John's cooked the cake.
2: Yeah, you know, you're not a pro unless you have a few HVAC jokes in your pocket, I'm just saying.
0: That's that's my and, just HVAC jokes. <laughs> that's your and. <aunt. laughs> nice. No, it's I, I love the conversation. I love kind of unpacking, you know, how can we be more authentically connected to one another? And I think that thinking about it in this way and also realizing that, you know what, this is good for business. Um, People need to shake off the cobwebs a little bit and just be more vulnerable. And it helps everything work better, not just relationships, but business as well.
2: I know. It's- I mean, it, no, really, it sort of woke me up. I've, I've taken the Dr. Spock bobblehead off my desk now. <laughs> I'm making progress, Jeannie. I'm working on it.
0: <laughs> so for our younger listeners. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, please don't. <laughs> you can Google Dr. Spock. And- no, it's Mr. Spock that you're talking about, not Dr. Spock just to be clear. Oh, it is Mr.
2: Spock. You're right. Why did I say Dr. Spock? Because he
0: was a pediatrician, and that's a whole other thing.
2: (laughs) (laughs) That's a whole other thing. Oh, my gosh.
0: Wow. This is...
2: (laughs) And by the way, while while you're making fun of my uh, sort of age-based commentary, (laughs) I should note that at least I know they remade Star Trek, and the younger generation does know who Spock is.
0: Oh, Ah. okay. Good. Good. All right. This is see. This is what you get when you bring your whole self.
2: Yes, exactly. <laughs> this is why we hide behind our masks.
0: No, oh, so uh, no, it's always one. yeah. It it is always so fun to talk to John, and uh, his book is out, and it's I I bet it will be enlightening to some of those leaders in those industries we talked about, like professional services and financial services, where things are pretty buttoned up. It's great to kind of bring that lens to those industries. So. Good for employees, good for customers, good for all.
2: Good for humanity, Jeannie.
0: <laughs> Just like us. And we hope this was good <laughs> for you, listeners. So thank you so much for listening to Crack the Customer Code. Crack the Customer Code is a proud member of C-Suite Radio. Be sure to check out all the business content at csuiteradio.com and com. I'm Jeannie Walters, and you can learn more about me, and I will share whatever and you'd like <laughs> check check out all the resources at experienceinvestigators.com
2: you know, one day, Jeannie, we should just, like, offer money at this point to see if anyone's still <laughs> listening. Because you know, I have a feeling, like, as soon as you say, hey, proud members, you know, like, it's right. over. Well,
0: now now, now, John Garrett's going to reach out to us and ask us for
2: money. He's going to want money. <laughs> exactly. Well, I'm Adam DePork and I'm happy to give you Jeannie's money. You just go to customers.stick.com and fill out the contact form. <laughs> Until next time, take care of yourself.
0: And take care of your customers.